Hudson, you had a big weekend last week in sports. What did you play on Saturday? Football. Yep. Flag football, right? Yeah. Yes. Tell us about it. I made four touchdowns. How'd you make them? I think I made four touchdowns. I think I made two pick sixes and two touchdowns. Okay. One running touchdown and one passing touchdown. The passing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Did it come right to you? What, ha- what I happened? I dived. You, do- you dove for it? Yeah. Okay. I thought one of them, you were even saying you mossed someone. That was a, on a pick six. Okay. Okay. What's a pick six mean? You intercept it and... Then in the same play, you make a touchdown. Like, so you intercept it, mm-hmm. and then no one gets your flag, and then you make it to the touchdown. Okay, got it, yeah. Okay, so that was Saturday, right? Yeah. So then Sunday, what was Sunday? A tournament. Okay, what kind of tournament? Baseball. Okay. You had to be there really early, right? But yeah. Okay. It was in Woodstock. Yep, you had to be there early. Um, okay. It's an hour away. What did you think of baseball? Fun. How is it different this season from before? It's kid pitch. The whole time. So, like, you could strike people out or yeah. you could walk people, I pitched. right? I pitched. You pitched? Do you get nervous when you're pitching? No. Not even, like, you've thrown three balls, no strikes. Does your heart flutter a little? Yes. Yeah? Well, I uh, not really. Not really? You have to, do you have to like channel your inner Wainwright to try to find that strike and no, throw no, it? No, no, no. When it gets me nervous is when it's like bases loaded and like, like, like three and one or three okay. and Okay, yeah. Do you get more nervous pitching in a situation like that or when you're up to bat and you've got a full count? Um, probably hitting. Oh, really? That makes you more nervous? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What is your favorite position to play? I don't know. You don't know? You don't have a favorite? I like all positions. Okay. Except catcher, and I don't like bench. You don't like catcher and bench. Okay, that's good. Yep, yep. What do you think Jordan's favorite thing about going to your games are? Food. The food, yeah. Do you think she likes... Who does she like cheering for on your team to play Wilkes Wilkes so one of Hudson's friends plays on his team and Jordan loves Wilkes so Jordan sits beside me saying go Wilkes Wilkes is back and I'm like Jordan you got to cheer for your brother (laughs) right yes yeah um okay so do you think you liked your football game better or your baseball tournament He's thinking the wheels are turning those and those eyes light up. Probably baseball because there's two games. Oh, yeah. You would have gotten three if you'd have won. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But you guys played good, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to tell everybody? We have another football game and football game next week. You've got a tournament coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. And we have practice today. Yep, you're all about sports. All right, we'll see everybody later. Welcome to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. This is Ben. And I'm Jackie. Today, we have a very special guest. We're excited to have you all here from 
Patrick Bardsley. He is the CEO and co-founder of Spectrum Designs. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to talk to you for multiple reasons. First of all, everything you're doing in the world of disability in your company, but also your accent. Like I've told you before, <laughs> I really like your accent. Oh, so, now, now I've got to, now I've got to really ham it up more. Oh, <laughs> see, it's already <laughs> there. You're just, yeah. So anyway, so you got, everybody's got to listen because not only does he know what he's talking about, he sounds great doing it. So after that, now, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your business, Spectrum Designs, go from there? Yeah. So I'm Patrick Barzi. I'm co-founder and CEO of Spectrum Designs Foundation. And Spectrum Designs is really three businesses, uh, unique social enterprises. We are a nonprofit, but we're really business focused. And the biggest of which is Spectrum Designs, which is the custom apparel and merchandise printing business. So we print and decorate on all kinds of t-shirts and products from um, you know pens, mugs, hats, beanies, to you name it, and um, ship all over the country. And that's the largest of the business um, businesses. But we we also have Spectrum Bakes, which is a gourmet uh, bakery kitchen um, that you know produces different kinds of delectable treats, as well as Spectrum Suds, which is a boutique laundry business in our town of Port Washington, servicing over 100 clients. Collectively, those businesses uh, employ 75 people, and 45 are on the disclosed as being on the autism spectrum. So it's about 60% of our staff. Um, so we're obviously a majority uh, neurodiverse employer and um, really proud of it. We're about 11 years old and, um, you know, we're in multiple locations and um, making as much impact as we can. Uh, similar to, you know, the Summer Shirt Project by putting out great products yep. uh, and showing the capabilities of people of different abilities. And, and I think that's why I love um, so much what, what you guys are doing as well. That's incredible. So for us, we got started because Jordan was going to be aging out of the system. And we started looking at what was available for adults with autism. And really what we found is what wasn't available for yeah, individuals yeah, yeah. with autism. <laughs> what got you started down this path? Well, it was, a, it was a similar kind of story, right? Like necessity being the mother of all invention, right? So I'm a co-founder with two mothers uh, who have now adults on the spectrum at the time, 10 years ago were teenagers and exactly the same thing, looking at what happens when the school bus stops coming, when you know um, high school finishes, and what are they going to do, right? The number two biggest challenges facing adults with disabilities are employment and housing. And so you know, we went right after the employment piece and said, okay, instead of knocking on the doors of the community and trying to get and sort of pleading with businesses to hire um, our folks, we said, well, why don't we create those businesses, similar to what you guys said, and and um, and then we can then we can kind of um, shape the the workplace uh, and the team uh, to be inclusive and uh, accessible and safe and efficient and a place of happiness and joy and um, rather so we kind of created the mold right, which is exactly what you did as well mm -hmm. for Jordan, and so um, I think that's kind of the inspiration was you know and similar to what you're saying you know a mother's love is uh you know if you're gonna put um if you're gonna create an environment we always had horses in the race right we always mm -hmm. had um a way of saying okay would this be okay for adam or nicholas who's my co-founder's children and and um and and the answer had to be yes right so mm -hmm. um that always kept us on that clear path for the mission but also 
recognizing that we had to be commercially viable and put out products and at a price and at a quality that people were going to buy because um, you may get one opportunity, but unless you're good at what you do, um, you're never going to, you know, get multiple. And and that's what, that's really where the rubber meets the road and Mm -hmm. and how we can continue to spread our mission. Yeah. Same here. I mean, exactly what we're doing. I mean, you can't just do one t-shirt and it'd be a, I, I don't know. You have to have a good product, quality, look, everything, because otherwise you're always searching for that one-time customer. It's a hard model to follow. So 100%. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit. You were talking about the numbers, and I think you said you had 45 on the autism spectrum that work for you. Do you have a range of abilities? Are they all around the same level? What does that look like for you all? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um, my two co-founders' children um, would be considered more high support needs, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of one of the reasons we we created the businesses. So we've always philosophically kind of said we can't just, even though it may be slightly easier, we can't just hire people who are low support needs. Um, and and so what we really have, and it's kind of funny, is we have a spectrum of employees. You know, yeah. a continuum of people who. Some, uh, you know, are low support needs and they're, you know, operating large machinery or, you know, they drive to work and they're able to, um, you know, be graphic designers or whatever it is. And then others who maybe have higher support needs, but are performing equally valuable tasks, you know, sorting, folding, working in the warehouse, um, you know, helping janitorial, whatever we can do, we try and hire at every stage of production. Um, And so we really have a philosophical commitment to blend the workforce uh, with, I hate to use like those, these kind of levels, but you know, levels across, percentages across those levels. Um, Because also um, there's strength in that too. You know, we found that certain people have higher ability to tolerate the repetitive tasks that we have or higher quality control focus. Um, And those people may not always be the ones with the lowest support needs, right? So it's actually um, been quite uh, beneficial as well to stay true to that. Um, but you know, as you guys know, you know, we have some of the most loyal, dedicated, hardworking, mm-hmm. um, consistent employees on the planet. And I think given the last few years and the great resignation and, you know, quiet quitting, you know, mm-hmm. I think majority disability employers aren't seeing that. Cause I think there's a completely different culture and environment, um, when you are inclusive in this way. And, um, that's been a business benefit. It it's no yes. longer a nice thing to do. It's actually the smart thing smart to do. Thing yeah. to do. And yeah. that's uh, and that's what we all of us, right, want to share with the world. You you were talking about the repetitive tasks and Jordan actually thrives on repetition. Yeah. And so she's really good at it and our followers love watching her stamp her name on her signature cards. She's yeah. got her own rhythm. I mean it's they they're like it's, it's like she's a magician like It's mesmerizing. It yeah, is. I've, I've seen and it. it's one of those things I think every business if they looked inside what they were doing there is jobs that I always call them our kids because Jordan will always be my kid. Yeah. Our kids could do so well. And not only would it cut out the complaints employers are having from that they their current employees don't want to do them, ours would love it. They would thrive yeah. on the opportunity. And so I think it's like you said, it's realizing all the different jobs, the different levels, and you know, finding that right fit for each one. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, you know, we always say 
organizations, companies should be hiring from the boardroom to the mailroom, right? And looking to create opportunities for people uh, with different abilities in all aspects of that. And uh, you're 100% right. It, it becomes a marketable skill um, when you have someone who can thrive in in different tasks. And I think every business benefits from different kinds of minds, um, problem solving and um, culture and inclusivity and, and um, looking at things through different sets of eyes. Um, I mean, I have countless stories of, of things that we've gone, how are we going to fix this? Or this is a situation that we're in. And someone has looked at it from a completely different angle and helped us fix it and improve. And um, we wouldn't have had that if we, if we didn't have a kind of disability inclusive. Right. Philosophy. What's your, I was going to ask about the hiring process. Are you always looking for special needs or is it, is it, you, you find an individual and you, f and then find the spot in your, in your building or is you, you, you have this need in your building and then you go look. Yeah. So we have from the, from day one, we've had a relationship with a human service, a partnership really with a human okay. service partner, an agency called the Nicholas center. And that, what that allows us to do is open a part of our shop floor to trainees uh, who may, you know, maybe they're school age, maybe they're, you know, um, close to graduation, maybe they're older, and this is their first introduction to an authentic place of work. So they go through a trainee program and then we know them and we can assess them based on their practical skills. Um, and of course, you know, so that's where we get a lot of our workforce from through that trainee program. But we also, um, you know, we go out traditionally and hire yeah. through Indeed yeah. and we hire, you know, through through referral programs like, um, you know, state kind of ed and places like that. So it's, it's really um, where the business needs are, the role. And we've developed a series of assessments, um, practical assessments, rather than traditional interview across the table, yeah. right, tell right. me what makes you great and why you should work here, which I think is antiquated in itself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why are we not assessing people based on their practical skills if it's a practical job? Right. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a varied way of getting different kinds of talent and people. We do something similar here with our local school district. So last year was Jordan's last year of school. So her teacher had said, hey, because our schools, they always go out in the community. Could we use your you all as a work site? And so we said, sure. So Jordan yeah. and her class would come. And so this year, even though Jordan's graduated, her old class continues to come one day a week. And then we have another class now coming another day a week. And we really like it because it gives us a chance to see our, our accommodations working for others, not just Jordan right. and giving them a chance to really practice job skills. Um, I think it's something in a we, real place, in of a work, real right? place right. of work, right. because yeah. we're not doing busy work. We are right. doing true jobs. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's I want that authenticity, you know, I want to go back for you hit on something about seeing things through different eyes and what hiring someone with a disability can do for a company. And we talk about this a lot in the shirt shop, Jordan, not even necessarily from a work standpoint, but from an employee morale standpoint. If we just randomly say, hey, let, let's have somebody go run and get a Starbucks. I mean, she lights up. She gets so excited. And everybody kind of says, it's like, it, if we could all take that, finding the joy and the magic and the simplest things, it, it makes us all happier and a better person. And it does soak in with us. When we see the joy she gets out of something simple in life, 
we kind of start to appreciate it more at well, or like taking a break to go play basketball for a few minutes. But we kind of start to shift to seeing those things through her eyes. And we're like, you know, if only everybody could do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly right. And that was the transformative experience for me when I first got introduced to this world as an 18 year old, pretty probably vain and self-centered. I was a camp counselor and that was my introduction was a special needs summer camp. And I would wake up in the morning, you know, be raining outside, dreary camp breakfast, not looking forward to it, right? And Nicholas, the young man I was working with, um, had a big smile on his face, right? And I'm like, I've been dealt a pretty good hand in life. And what right do I have to be feeling sorry for myself? Because, you know, I don't like the eggs at breakfast or it's raining <laughs> right. or whatever right. it is. And I'm uncomfortable. Right. You know, if he can wake up with a big smile on his face, it was it was humbling. And mm-hmm. so uh, it, that changed my outlook. And you're 100% right. The small stuff is, yeah. that's that's where the good stuff is. Yeah. In your company, do you all ever use any type of accommodations, modifications in order for someone to have the ability to do the job or can they do it as is? Or can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were kind of, you know, looking at them as sort of benefits or perks, right? Because um, everyone who has, especially in production or, you know, if you're in any kind of uh, commodity or service, you want your people to be as as successful and as efficient as possible. And most of the time, people who are successful and efficient are happy and content and and uh, and have all, all the tools they need to be successful. So, yeah, we're like, hey, if you want to work with a headphone in because it's going to help you and you can you know be a bit more focused and it's going, why wouldn't we do that? Right? Yeah. We have markings on the floor. We have uh, footprints where people need to stand. We have visual signs um with our partner the nicholas center we have a a big screen that when someone comes in in the morning they can see their name and which department they're going to and that department is identified with a visual image so if it's screen printing you know it's got ink or squeegee or if it's embroidery it's thread so they can minimize their need to have to go to their supervisor and say what am i doing today um which creates more independence um and what we found is by creating a more visual workforce it's actually made everyone uh, sorry, visual workplace, it's made everyone more efficient and navigate the shop more clearly. One thing we just did was we put lights above our screen print machines and it's just a simple light and it either is green or blue. If it's green, the machine's going to be running. If it's blue, it means that they're in the middle of a changeover or a process and maybe they need some help. So these little small things to communicate to everyone what's happening have made um us about 30% more efficient, the whole workforce. And when I think about making places more visual or making these, um, you know, these adaptations or, you know, whatever to your workplace, I think about when you're on an airplane and you look at the back of the seat and there's that very visual cartoon of how to get off the plane in the event of an emergency. It's not written down. It's not bullet pointed. It is a cartoon because visual Mm -hmm. communication tends to be the most efficient and guess what when you need to get off in a hurry yeah that's what you look at right and Absolutely. so no one remembers what the where they were pointing no one pays attention to that and so i think of that and i think of our visual workplace it's uh it, it it's silly not to do it um but you have to keep adapting and evolving you know we don't get it right every time we have to look at how we're communicating email communication isn't always the best for everyone verbal communication isn't always the best so trying to keep evolving and innovating in that world and that space um because you can, you can never have right. all the answers, right? Yeah. So I remember the first time you and I talked. I was impressed. I, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about some of the work you all are doing. It's not just a couple of T-shirts here and there to random people. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, we've been very fortunate over the years. Thank you for saying that, Jackie. Mm -hmm. That that means a lot. Um, Very fortunate over the years. And I think, you know, a combination of good practice, you know, being good at what we do, but also corporations recognizing that we kind of check two boxes for them, right? They can order the stuff they need and they can show that they're being socially inclusive and impactful and DEI and all of that good stuff. So because of that, um, we've gained clients like Google and Uber and Meta and Amazon and sports teams and, and um, you know, in the tens of thousands of pieces. Um, and I'm proud to say that our team have, you know, been trusted with things like that. You know, we have an opening night of, you know, the Rangers or, or the, the New York Knicks and that date doesn't move, right? So right. You, you've yes. got 20,000 <laughs> right. seats that have got, you've got 20,000 shirts in Madison Square Garden. Um, they're not going to say, hey, get them to us tomorrow, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a testament to the team and, and what we've been able to achieve here. But also it's encouraging that, um, corporations and and uh, are evolving and changing and recognizing that their bottom line isn't the most important thing. It matters, but it also matters what they're doing in the community and and how they're making a social impact. And Spectrum Designs has been, you know, kind of fortunate to benefit from that. And that people are saying, well, hey, you know what? Like, if we're spending money and we're you know we're in capitalism and and yep. let's do it in a way that's impactful and and um, we'll make a difference. And I think more and more people are asking for that. So yeah, we've been, we've got some great clients and repeat customers in the corporate world. Um, and we ship all over the country and, um, doing, you know, like I said, thousands of pieces a day, um, on a big scale. And, and that's all we want, right? Cause every time we can do more of that, we can just open our doors that much wider to, uh, people who need the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And a small business or even a large business, I'm thinking more of a small business, but a lot of the questions that they're asking is we want to hire somebody, but we just don't know the next step. We don't right. know what to do. Maybe they can find an individual, but they don't know just that How next step. Exactly. Do. The next step. Do you have any advice for, and not hiring 45, I'm hiring one, hiring right. two. You because know, what- ultimately I think that's what we need. Our business, your business is amazing. We need every business to look for their Jordan, their individual, you know, what advice do you have along those lines? So I think a few different things, some are more, you know, some are more kind of direct, you know, but I think you have to start by presuming competence and getting kind of past some of those um, stereotypes, you know, make sure management bought in, right? So once you've done all that, let's assuming you've done all of that, and Mm -hmm. everyone's, everyone's into it, you know, I think you have to look to what kind of agencies are around because there are human service agencies everywhere whose job it is to help place people mm-hmm. on the spectrum or with a development disability in businesses and they will support them and they will help you recruit them and that is at no cost to the employer so i think that's a really important step um either a local agency yep. or using a kind of state like access vr which is what we have in new york but they're called different things um i think that's really really important and then once you've kind of done that look at your processes like in the interview process like we kind of touched upon are you going to try and interview this person knowing that maybe social impairment isn't uh, you know is part of the diagnosis um maybe to look at interviewing in a different way and then the same thing goes with communication right because it's all well and good hiring that one person but how do you keep them there retention is so so important we're seeing so many people unfortunately with disabilities you know losing their jobs mm-hmm. because of these little retention things like communication or management mm-hmm. support so mm-hmm. i think if it was me at my first start would be i'm a business i don't know where to find people with disabilities, right? Unless I know the school district or have a good relationship, try and find an adult service agency that is good at placing people. 
because they'll send job coaches, they'll support them, they'll listen to your feedback as a business owner, if if that person needs it, and they'll help you find the right candidate, and it doesn't cost a penny. And you can start doing it right away. And and um, I think that's the way I would say get to get past that no, first great. hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned, and for any of our listeners that maybe aren't directly impacted by someone with a disability, presuming competence, I think that is such an important term. So I'll use it in the terms of Jordan, because that's what our followers know. They know Jordan. Jordan knows so much more than she's able to verbally say. And I think that is the case with many, many, many individuals with disabilities. So I say that often on our podcast, on our social media, assume they understand, even if they cannot talk back or they're limited, you're always better assuming they can. And most often you will see them rise when you do that because they did understand. So Mm -hmm. I think that's whether you're a school teacher, whether you're a neighbor, a business owner, whatever, when you're interacting with someone, assume they know. Um, I just think that's so important. The other thing you gave great tips for businesses and, you know, I'll put a little plug in for you guys. It's like you said, businesses can also, if, you know, they feel like, Hey, I just don't know that I can do this right now. Pair with a company that already is, if they're going to order shirts, order them from you. If they're, you know, if they're going to have a, you know, something in their commute in their, like a little staff retreat or something, find a local bakery or a coffee shop that's hiring, do things to support others. So, um, and that leads me to we definitely want to do a collaboration shirt with you guys. I think all of our followers would love it. Um, so if we have people following along that want to follow your story, that would like to, you know, potentially do business with you all, can you give your information of where they can find you, what they could do that information? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're like you guys, we're all over social media, spectrum designs on Facebook, on Twitter. I think it's spec design on uh, Instagram. Um, we're on LinkedIn as well (laughs) and TikTok. Um, but yeah, and, and our website is spectrumdesigns.org and we have a whole team of people here who'd love to talk and one shirt or one or 10,000, you know, right. we, we, we keep our guys busy. Um, and, and we really appreciate it because, uh, exactly what you said, Jackie, you know, we're not a huge, uh, organization word of mouth and recommendations are really where, um, we get most of our new business. And, and, um, so thank you for the opportunity to, to share it with your incredible followers. And like I said, plug to you guys, what you've done and to stay, fresh and innovative and you know like you said it's a one-hit wonder shirt you can do but um yeah. you've managed to crack it and and credit to jordan and, and the team there for working so hard it's it's so fun to watch even from afar and hopefully one day i can come and uh, check out your shop Absolutely. I, don't know. I, I, I feel like a, a little little guy on the spectrum compared <laughs> to what you're doing i mean you're, you're 45 individuals so that's yeah, wonderful that's incredible that's so great. and i think you know whether people are following you all along on social media us i think businesses like both of ours are leading the way. And I think other businesses will start looking at what we're doing, how we're doing it. And that's where we're going to make big change. Um, So it starts on a small scale and then it just keeps bigger, getting bigger. So I really appreciate you taking the time sitting down with us today. I hope all of our followers go and find you guys on social media, connect with you. Um, You're doing amazing things and 
our followers will be on the lookout for a collab shirt soon. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and you. And right. they can follow us on all the same. Yeah. Anyone that wants Patrick, to follow so us, it's at Summer Shirt Project. We are on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us on our website at BeKindEveryone.com. Thanks for joining Thanks so us. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable. We appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.